Welcome to Conscious Business, where entrepreneurs learn to master their mindset, conquer their fear, and step into their bigger game. Now, here's your host, Julie Zuzak. Hello, and welcome to this series on situational blueprinting. And in this episode, we're going to create our first blueprint together on failure. Yes, failure. Because if you really want to succeed, you have to be prepared to fail. And I know that this sounds like a contradiction, but hang in there and I'll explain why in this episode. So last week, I explained what a situational blueprint is and why we need to create them as entrepreneurs. So if you missed that episode, you might want to go back and check out that episode first because it will give you more context to better understand this episode. But in this moment, I will refresh your memory. A situational blueprint is when you create a predetermined response to a future milestone, event, or challenge in your business. You actually take the time to think through what's going to happen and how you're going to handle it. Why? Well, because it helps us to mentally prepare for the future scenarios by deciding how we're going to respond to them from a neutral headspace. You know, when we have the novelty of time to think through the best responses based on our values and our purpose. We do this because, mark my words, when that challenge does show up, you're likely going to be blindsided and you're not going to have the novelty of time to think through how you want to react. And your blueprint will be right there in your back pocket telling you exactly how to handle the situation. Now, the other really important reason that we do create situational blueprints is that it helps us to accelerate the positive milestones in our business. When we visualize and we give our attention to something positive that we want, it helps us to attract this into our lives. Research shows us that visualizing a body movement activates the same neural connections as actually moving it. So by visualizing a scenario in the future, you can practice or rehearse it, and this gives you much the same benefits as actually doing it. So you're getting clear on what you want, and you're conditioning yourself to be able to handle it, which is a really smart thing to do because entrepreneurship can be exhausting at times, right? So we're going to kick off this series with today this first blueprint on failure. And yes, I intentionally picked failure as the first topic because I think we all need to talk about failure more. The more comfortable we are with failure, the more likely we are to succeed. So here's a look at what you're going to learn today. First off, I'm going to explain why we have to prepare for failure. Second, we're going to look at a few examples of how failure can lead to extraordinary success. And then lastly, we're going to create a blueprint for failure together. The actions, the beliefs that you need to have. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Okay, so let's dive right into failure because I want you to understand that failure will help you succeed for a few different reasons. Number one. The road to success is paved with failure. 
The truth is that your failures are directly proportionate to your successes. Not necessarily equal, but definitely proportionate. Let's be real, you're not gonna succeed 100% of the time. And that's just a little bit of tough love, but it needs to be said. You're not going to succeed 100% of the time. That's just entrepreneurship. And if you're doing something that's new and you're really, really stepping up, taking enough big risks, they're not all going to work out. It's just the law of averages. But the good news is that some of them will. And the more you're out there trying new things and taking big risks, the more you're going to succeed. So not failing at anything ever would be a big red flag for me. If you're an entrepreneur and everything works out all the time, you're likely not taking enough risk. So that is the first reason that failure helps you to succeed. The road to success is paved with failure. It's just a natural part of the equation. The second reason that failure can help us succeed is when we think about the paralysis of perfection. I know a lot of entrepreneurs suffer from this and have a mental block from starting a business or launching something new because we have these incredibly high standards for ourselves and we're worried that something won't be perfect all the time. And because we're trying to make something perfect, We are stalling it because we're worried that it won't be perfect. We launch our delay, we overthink things, and then we beat ourselves up and we strive to make up for that delay by making it even bigger and even better than we originally envisioned. Then our goal becomes even more intimidating to us and it's even harder to launch and then we get really, really stuck. It's this whole cycle of expectation. It becomes paralysis. We're left with this feeling of never actually feeling satisfied and never good enough. This is a great time to remind you of the golden rule of entrepreneurship. Done is better than perfect. Don't become a victim of the paralysis of perfection. I know it's tempting, but it's just a mirage. Perfect is an illusion, not a destination. So get comfortable with failing. It's okay to fail. It's normal to fail. We all fail at times. Trust me, it happens more than you know it does. And I would really love for us all to talk about failure more, just to normalize it. So the second reason that failure helps you succeed is that you get comfortable with failure and you avoid the paralysis of perfection. Now, the third reason that failure helps you succeed is that we learn the most from our failures. Now, I know this one hurts a little bit. Maybe it's like getting a little bit of a punch in the gut when I say it, but we learn the most from our failures. And being an entrepreneur is all about learning. So the most valuable lessons that we get happen when things fail. If we launch something and it goes well, what do we do? Well, we just keep moving forward and we keep doing it, right? When we succeed, we very rarely stop and reflect on why things worked out. But when failure happens, this is a great chance to lean in and learn, to reflect and figure out why things didn't work out. Great wisdom lies in our great failures. And this is a chance to debrief, to iterate, to try something else. We learn the most from our failures and there is great wisdom in failure. 
So that's the third reason that failure helps you to succeed is that we learn the most from our failure. And the fourth reason that I want you to get comfortable with failure is truly the spirit of entrepreneurship. It is a necessary part of innovation and creation. And this applies to you, especially if you're a new entrepreneur or if you are coming from corporate. Entrepreneur is like a petri dish for success and business, right? For some things that don't work out, that's just the natural law of creation. But in corporate, especially with very established businesses, we look down upon failure, right? We consider it as a bad thing. There's a lot of shame in failure. There's zero tolerance for failure. But when we're creating something new, We're going to those outer edges of creation, and this is where risk happens. Some things are going to work out, and some things are not. That's just an acceptable part of what you signed on for. It's simple risk and law of averages. Not everything is going to work out. So the fourth reason is that failure helps you to succeed, and it's at the heart of entrepreneurship. You're working those edges of innovation and of creation, and not everything out there is going to succeed. So the sooner you become comfortable with failure and you build up your resiliency, the quicker you're going to succeed. See it as a positive thing. And this is really, really a big mindset shift. Okay, let's look to some masterful failures for inspiration. So I have a few examples that I dug out for you because I really wanted to make a point here. Let's start with Albert Einstein. Did you know that he wasn't even able to speak until he was almost four years old? And his teachers labeled him by saying that he would never amount to much. What about Oprah Winfrey, one of the greatest entrepreneurs of her time, one of my biggest inspirations? She was actually demoted from her job as a news anchor because they said that she wasn't fit for television. Seriously, that's even hard for me to say out loud because it's just, it's so absolutely absurd to even imagine that happening. What if she had let that discourage her? What if she had never continued on to do everything that she has in her life? The millions of people whose lives she has impacted through her shows and specifically her role in popularizing book clubs. What about Steve Jobs? No discussion of failure would be complete without bringing up Steve Jobs. Early in his career, at 30 years old, he was devastated and depressed because he was ousted from his very own company that he created. His own company. He had failed as a leader. Let's look at Walt Disney, who brought us cartoons and one of the most magical theme parks on this planet, which is, by the way, not just for children, it's for adults too. He was actually fired from a newspaper for, get this, lacking imagination and having no original ideas. What about sports? Last week, you know, I talked about the importance of visualizing and how elite athletes have known this for years. And now their knowledge in high performance sports is now becoming more mainstream for the rest of us. Well, 
Michael Jordan is one of the many athletes who talks openly about the power of visualization and how it helped him be successful and play basketball. As part of his training regime, he always did regular visualization. Did you know that he was actually cut from his high school basketball team? It's hard to believe, isn't it? And lastly, let's look to music. A little band, you know, hailing from Liverpool called The Beatles, who left such a significant mark on music forever. They were originally rejected by Decca Recording Studios, who said that we don't like their sound. They have no future in show business. No future. The Beatles have no future in show business. It's hard to imagine our world today without the impact of each of these individuals who contributed significantly, and we all admire them so greatly. They each did extraordinary things and experienced extraordinary success. And it's important to note that they didn't only experience success, they experienced failure and rejection on the way there. They were told to give up. They were told that they didn't have talent. They were told they didn't have skills in their given fields. But guess what? They didn't give up. They held on to their dream and they persevered. Their success came after their failures. And more importantly, they didn't allow their failures to deter them from their dream. Okay, so now it's time to talk about you. It's time to create your situational blueprint for failure, if you haven't done it already. We're gonna look at a few different aspects and you are welcome to document this in any way that feels right. Some of you might wanna actually journal this out and write about how you're gonna handle this. And some of you might just want to think about it to yourself or talk to another person about how you're gonna handle it. And I want to emphasize that you don't need to spend a lot of time here. We're not trying to manifest and give too much energy to failure. We're simply trying to accept that it likely will happen on your journey and that's okay. And this is how you're going to handle it. Okay, so the first part of creating a blueprint is to look at your relationship with failure. How do you perceive failure? And how do you typically respond to failure? Think about it. Do you experience resistance even just thinking about it now? Do you have a story about failure that you've been taught from a young age? Maybe you believe that failure is a sign that you shouldn't be doing something. And a good place to look is past experiences with failure in your life. How did you handle them? One of my earliest memories of failure had to do with an upset in figure skating. So I had signed up to do two different tests in different areas, and I remember being so terrified. And I know I wasn't prepared, but everybody else you know, in my group was doing the testing, so I just naturally went along with it and did it too. And out of the two tests that I did, one was with dance and the other one was with figure eights. I don't know what it was called, but I remember having this figure eight drawn on the ice. And every time I pushed off, I would barely even get like one quarter of the way around the circle. I was just stuck and then completely mortified. But in the end, I failed them both, not just one, both of them. And I was devastated. I just couldn't handle it. And so I locked myself in the bathroom and I cried. 
And I waited there until somebody came after me and tried to calm me down, one of the coaches. So it's not a great relationship with failure. I was mortified. I just wanted to give up. And we develop patterns like this in our life, don't we? When something's really devastating and we can't control it, we have a go-to response. For me, I typically shut down and I just want to run away and not deal with it. And it's still a pattern that I notice in myself as a response. Now that I'm an adult, I don't indulge in the running away part, but I still feel that response there. So in this first part, I want you to reflect on failures in your life. And I want you to see how you responded in the past. And this will help you to see overall how you view failure. The second step is to bring in data for inspiration and motivation. This will help you to change the way that you look at failure. It isn't a red light to stop. If you truly believe in doing something, you'll be able to move beyond it. In the last segment, I gave a few examples of some pretty famous people who have failed and not only lived to tell about it, but became very, very successful despite of their failures. There's no end to examples of brilliant people who paved their path to success with failure. You can also talk to mentors you have, peers, other people who you admire and ask them about their failures. They will, I'm sure, no doubt, be comfortable talking about them. I think you'll find that people are pretty open to having this discussion these days, especially in the world of entrepreneurship. So in this second step, we gather the data and intelligence about how other people have survived their failure and see how they've managed to handle it. The third step is to reframe or change the way you think about failure. Remember before you thought it was unacceptable or maybe you thought that failing at something meant that you just had to give up. It was like a sign that you shouldn't go on. But now... This is your chance to change the way that you think about failure. And lastly, the fourth step is to create a failure recovery plan. Now, how are you going to act when you fail? How are you going to respond? What are you going to do? Here's a few actions that I've used and that I've shared with my clients that you might want to incorporate. The first one is a big visualization. So I like this visual of staying connected to my big picture vision for the business. I know that's where I'm going, where I'm headed, and I allow the failure to be just a rock that's on the path that I have to climb over to get there. The rock isn't gonna stop me, but it may slow me down a little bit. It may be tough to climb over, or take extra time to go around, but that's okay. The failure is literally on my path to success. It's not the end of the road, it's part of the path. It's like a piece of the puzzle. Now, another useful thing I do is to tell someone about my failure. I really make it conscious. Again, whatever we have going on, if you can speak it out loud, if you can presence it, if you can tell someone about it, then it takes the emotional charge out of it. And the sooner you can do this, the better, because this will help you to see the big picture and your friends will help you to have perspective. Next, you can use this failure 
as a check-in, maybe it's time to see if your big picture dream is still what you want. Maybe the cost is too high and you don't want to give up what you're giving up. I know of all the failures and the rocks that I've had on my path, I've experienced since the very start of my business, none of them ever made me want to give up. Yes, they were hard and they challenged me and there was many times where I wanted to tap out for a while. I wanted to take a contract or I wanted to get a job for a year just to get me by that rough period. But as soon as I entertained those thoughts, I I would feel this resistance, this knowing, no, I can't do that. That won't make me happy. I just have to find a way to keep going. So when you reflect like this, you take inventory of what is working really well. You appreciate that. But sometimes it can also be so easy to take this for granted. So take an inventory, look at what you are doing well, and also check in to see if your dream is still what you want. Or maybe there's another way of getting there. The next one is to mine the intelligence. Quite often, when failure happens, it's a sign for us to either learn a lesson, to tweak something, or to change it or do it differently, or maybe to develop a new skill. In other words, the failure is a nudge for knowledge or wisdom. And I'll share something that happened at the start of my business. I created a program that followed on from one of my goal-setting workshops that I did in January, and it was a chance for people to sign up for this year-long program, and we would have ongoing support and quarterly check-ins on their goals. And I remember creating this program, A, because I wanted to, and I remember putting a lot of work into the program, into the marketing material, I created images, I had like an online sign up, I did all this stuff, and when I launched it, I got crickets. It wasn't enough response to actually run the program, which totally sucked, but I learned something valuable. It put me on the path of understanding this whole process of validating. When you create something new, you have to check in with your community to see if what you want and what you are creating matches with what they want. And if I hadn't failed at selling that program, I would have never seeked out to understand this process of validation. And I wouldn't have been able to teach it to my clients and teach it to you. Now, the last thing as part of my failure recovery plan, this one, it's kind of quirky, but hang in there. (laughs) It works for me. It might work for you or not. I think to myself, quite literally, I say, well, this is going to make for a great story down the road someday. And I'm only kind of half joking when I say that because, I mean, think about it. Failures are really kind of rites of passage of entrepreneurship, aren't they? We all have these big failure stories that we get to tell, and they're even more exciting to tell when we have achieved our successes. We go back and we're able to tell them and animate them, and they're great stories, right? It's kind of like going to a wedding or going to an office Christmas party. 
No one ever remembers the nice things that worked out all perfectly. We remember the things that went wrong, right? We remember the outrageous things because those are the things that make the good stories. It's like going on a trip. All the things that we remember that were perfect are great, but the really, really memorable moments were when, you know, you missed a transfer or you almost missed your plane or something random happened and it took you off course. Those are the memorable moments, right? The good juicy stories. So these are a few suggestions that I have. You don't have to do any of them. You might want to think of other things that fit you based on your personality. And if you come up with something juicy and different, I'd love to hear about it. So now it's time for you to create your situational blueprint for failure. I gave you four steps and I'll repeat them right now. First, you look at your relationship with failure. Two, you bring in data for inspiration to change the way that you look at failure. I shared some examples of famous people. You can also ask peers and mentors. Number three, you reframe or you change the way that you look at failure. And then fourth, you decide how you're going to act when you fail. You create a recovery plan here. Here are the tips that I gave as part of my failure recovery plan. You might want to borrow these. I'm happy to share them. Stay connected to your big picture vision for your business. Two, tell someone about it. Make it conscious. Three, use this failure as a check-in to reflect. Four, mine the intelligence. What did you learn? How do you need to grow or what do you need to develop? And fifth, think this is going to make for a great story someday. Okay, it's time to start wrapping up this episode on failing. Thanks for listening and taking the time to really think about failure. I know that it can be very, very very uncomfortable to talk about failure. But remember, the path to your success is paved with failure. This is what you signed up for. If you couldn't handle it, you wouldn't have found yourself here, right? You are stronger than you might think. Failure is okay. It's more than okay. It's part of the equation that is gonna make you succeed. Do you get that? It is a necessary part of your success. So please be comfortable with failing. It's all part of the big picture of what you are creating. So take the time now to really change the way that you look at failure. Decide now how you're gonna handle it and when it happens, what you're going to do so that when you're in it, you can walk through it with grace and ease. Don't allow yourself to stop from doing what you're meant to do. And remember, we all learn way more from our failures than we do from our successes. Thanks for hanging out with The Corporate Yogi. Remember, being an entrepreneur can be intense and isolating at times. Don't do it alone. Become part of Julie's Facebook group called Conscious Business. And if you're really serious about growing your biz, visit thecorporateyogi.com and book a free strategy session with Julie today.